Hey guys, welcome back to True Crime with Aziza. I know it's been a while, right? It's been like three weeks since my last update or episode. And I have a very good reason why. I told you guys in the first podcast that I'm a graduate student. So that means that life gets crazy for me in terms of workload, school load, projects, mom life, wife life, dog mom life. You get the you get the zhuzh, right? So that's why I've been absent for three weeks. But I had to pop in because it is spooky season. It's October 1st, and this is one of my favorite holidays. Obviously, I'm a, you know, Halloween girl. I was going to say it's because of true crime, but no, it's not because of true crime. I just like spooky, scary stuff. But like from a distance, and I also have like boundaries. So do I want to go to a haunted house? No, not necessarily. I don't like to watch movies that have like, what is it, like the poltergeisty, spiritual, exorcist. Like, I can't go that far with the whole spooky stuff. But yeah, I can do a little scream here and there. I could do a little Freddy. First of all, Freddy Krueger was my most terrifying childhood memory. Like, what? He is fucking scary looking. So I tried to watch Freddy Krueger versus Jason when I got like older. And I was like, okay, he cannot hurt me. He is not real. I need to face my fears and watch this fucking movie. So I watched it. And why did I find out that Freddy was like a comedian? I didn't realize that he had jokes. Now, obviously, when I was watching him in the beginning and I was like, I don't know, like what, eight or nine or 10, 11. I don't know, but... Yeah, obviously nothing that he was doing back then was funny. I was focused on the fact that I can go to sleep and this man would be in my dreams and it would be a wrap for me. So yeah, Jason and um, Fred, did, did Chucky really scare me? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't really, I mean, maybe, but definitely Freddy. I know Freddy hands down was giving me a run for my money. Okay. Back in the nineties, I couldn't deal with it. So Yeah. If you guys haven't noticed, I am, again, very interested and excited about Halloween season. It's here. So I came back because I found out some really interesting information about some stories that I was researching for Halloween. So grab your wine or your libation of choice. Make sure that you're 21 or older to drink and indulge. And let's get in to our spooky season true crime story. So we're going to talk about Michael Myers. And the reason why he came up was because I was in my class. What class was it? I was in my pre-practicum seminar class. And the professor who teaches that class is actually a forensic psychologist, which that's what I want to be like. That is my judge. Um, So I really like, I really, really appreciate her and I really respect her as a professional too. Um, But anyway, we were talking about risk assessments this week and violence risk assessments to be specific. So on one of the slides, she actually had uh, Michael Myers and like a news clipping. I guess it was supposed to be in the movie of Michael Myers, like escaping the um, mental health facility and like killing people. And she was basically saying how like, The people who are most vulnerable for violent attacks are actually people who have mental health disorders, but media will have you believe that it's the opposite, right? So media, movies, TV will have you believe that people who have and suffer from mental health disorders are actually more 
at risk to be violent and be the perpetrators. But research says something totally different. So me being the true crime girl that I am and also loving the whole spooky Halloween season, when I see Michael Myers, my head went up and I was like, okay, we're going to talk about that and we're going to dissect that a little bit more. So that's where we are today. So we're going to be talking about Michael Myers. You are a huge movie buff. Please don't come for me if I mess up some of these facts because Michael Myers wasn't really the spooky guy that I kind of watched. Like I said, I kind of was watching Chucky, try to watch Freddy. I was okay with Jason, but yeah, that was the kind of stuff that I watched. So I really didn't watch Michael Myers, but he falls into that like realm of, of scary movies. Um, so if I get some of the facts wrong, hit me up on Instagram. Let me know in the comments there. But yeah, so we all know Michael Myers as the deranged and violent killer that hunts down victims in Haddonfield, Illinois, right? Now, if memory serves me correct, in the first Halloween movie, he killed his older sister. And he was apparently only six years old when he did this. Apparently, it's because she was supposed to take him out trick-or-treating, but chose to spend time with her boyfriend instead. This pissed him off to the point of murder. This is a movie guy. <laughs> so after the murder, he was committed to the Smith's Grove Asylum. And I was thinking about this. As a side note, I never really hear the term asylum anymore. I don't know if we as a society have moved away from that term and now just call them psychiatric hospitals. But yeah, he was committed to the asylum. And at the asylum, he was under the treatment of a psychiatrist, Dr. Sam. So yeah, I do want to kind of stop here for a second. Some people ask me like, oh, you're, you're in school to be a psychologist. Um, are you able to give like medicine and all that kind of stuff? So a psychiatrist is definitely different from a psychologist. Um, a psychiatrist is a medical doctor um, that specializes in uh, mental health disorders. Um, they, but they are a medical doctor first. That's just their specialty. So think about um, a medical doctor that is like an OBGYN. You're a medical doctor, but you specialize in women's gynecology. So similar to that. Um, so yeah, as a psychologist, in most states, we cannot prescribe medicine. Although my teacher did tell me that there is a bill that's supposed to be proposed in Pennsylvania where they would like psychologists to be able to prescribe medication. Just don't know how that's going to go. But yeah, just interesting fact. But nonetheless, we are not medical doctors. So yes, we're doctors of psychology. All right. So anyway, he was at the asylum and was under the treatment of a psychiatrist, Dr. Sam, which makes sense because he's in an inpatient hospital. But in Halloween number, I don't know, because there are a million of them. He eventually killed his psychiatrist. Okay. So now we have two murders. Basically... The movie wants you to see that Michael is just out here killing anyone and everyone with the aim to like spread fear around Halloween. And at this point, he doesn't really have a specific victim that he's targeting, except Jamie Lee Curtis. Shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis because she looks damn good. Like I seen her in the, I seen her last year in the 2021 Halloween special. I think it was on Peacock or one of those streaming services. But yeah, that lady looks good. I know she's been, damn, she's been running from Michael for like, what, 50, 30 something years? Damn, girl. So yeah, he's still after Jamie Lee Curtis. So Aziza, why are you talking about the popular Halloween movie? Well, I want us to take a look at the character from a psychology perspective. So Myers was just six when he committed his first murder. Now, this is a very rare occurrence. 
I did some research and according to statistics, approximately 74 children under the age of 14 commit murder every year in the US. And when you think about it, that's a pretty low and pretty low statistic, right? So the fact that Myers was six years old when he committed this murder is like very rare, but it's movie, we get it, right? Secondly, I think this movie, like many others, increased the stigma around mental health. So like we see Michael as this big, tall, scary, psychotic, soulless murderer that just goes around killing people. And it would have society believe that people with mental health are very scary and very violent. This is also very different from what research shows. So in real life, people with severe mental health disorders are more likely to become the victim of violence than to be a perpetrator, right? So when I'm talking about severe mental illness or I'm talking about like, you know, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, um, dissociative identity disorder, um, like all these, you know, disorders that are kind of sensationalized in the media. I'm talking about those, right? So the homeless man that you see on the street that may be talking to himself is like more likely to be at risk of someone harming him than for him to go around killing people, right? It's like for him to turn into Michael Myers. So like, obviously there are factors, and I wanna be fair, that increase the risk of violence from individuals with mental health disorders. And so, so some of those factors include alcohol and drug use. But the bottom line is the mental health disorder alone statistically doesn't increase the likelihood of them turning into Michael Myers. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to check in here and there's a, there's other movies that do this too, right? So there's Split that and um wait, there's Split and there was a really good movie that I seen a couple of years ago with my husband and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this movie is fantastic." And I, now I'm trying to think of it. Um oh, that's right, Joker. Joker. It's the newest Joker, and again, it came out two years ago, so you guys can do the research on which one it was, because I think there are like several Jokers or several Batmans. I don't know. That's not really my my lane. Um, but yeah, that movie also, I think, sensationalized mental health um, disorders and also increased the stigma around it too. Now, here's the thing. Aziza, are you saying don't watch movies? No, watch movies. I watch movies. I'm obsessed with movies. I like horror movies. I love horror movies. I can fall asleep to horror movies. And I like psychological thrillers and I love documentaries. I'm all about the entertainment. I'm just saying we should look at movies sometimes a little bit more critically. Now, after you've enjoyed them. Okay. So like watch them and then like enjoy them and then talk about it and go out with your friends and, you know, laugh and blah, blah. And then watch the movie again and then see if you can identify any stigmas within the plot. I was really excited to talk about Michael Myers today. I think I'm also going to talk about the movie Split in the next episode. And, and I want you to think, like, are there any movies that you think that you can think of right now that reinforce any negative beliefs about people with mental health disorders? A couple have come to mind for me. Let me know on my Instagram at Aziza True Crime in the comments. So if you are a student that's interested in psychology or thinking about it or just kind of want to know the process of applying to graduate programs in clinical psychology, you can book a session with me and we can talk it over. You can book a little 15-minute chit-chat and I'll give you some tips and some of the best essay styles and we can chat about your goals. The link for all of this and more is on my TikTok and in the show notes.
I hope you guys have a safe and spooky Halloween season. Until next time.